0: Hello and welcome to the Wednesday edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. My name is Wade Bates. We're talking a little hoops and bowling today going to check in with Beaver Dam High School girls basketball coach Tim Chase as the Golden Beavers uh, get back on the practice floor with hopes of winning a fourth state championship here in the 2020-21 season. Also, Mike Monheim, the high school bowling coach in Beaver Dam, also going to join us to talk about the uh, Beaver Dam Keglers on both the boys' and the girls' side. If this is your first visit to the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report, we have shows every Wednesday and Saturday during the high school sports season. The best way never to miss an episode is to subscribe. subscribe. Subscribe at your favorite podcasting site. It's absolutely free. You can also like the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report on Facebook and follow on Twitter at SCW Prep Report. And if you're always looking for the latest in high school athletics, check out the sports tab at dailydodge.com. You'll get scores, highlights, interviews, features uh, every single day of the week right there at dailydodge.com. Coming up next, we're going to check in with Tim Chase, the head girls basketball coach at Beaverdam High School on the pod.
1: So I have a question
2: for all you guys out there. Why is it that I see you hauling all kinds of stuff in your trucks? Lumber, ATVs, furniture, and everything is strapped down tight. Except you. I mean, come on fellas, you're just as important as your buddy's blue plaid sofa. Buckle up.
0: Well, the last time we checked in with Beaver Dam High School girls basketball coach Tim Chase, it was after they arrived back from Green Bay with the state basketball tournament canceled because of coronavirus. And here we are sitting in November again, talking to Coach Chase, and we're still talking about the coronavirus. Coach, uh, it's been a long summer for you.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. You know, it wasn't necessarily uh, the way things ended. Obviously, didn't go quite what we expected, and uh, you know, we were hoping to get some stuff in the summer and. Uh, that didn't really happen either. Uh, you know, the fall didn't really start out like we were hoping to maybe either with getting some things done. But, uh, yeah, right now it's a start of practice. And uh, at least we're back out, you know, getting together. Uh, you know, kids wearing masks and things like that while they
0: play. But uh, it actually seems pretty normal since we've been back. So what, what types of activity basketball-wise did, did your players get to do over the offseason?
2: Well, some of them with their club teams were able to do some things, depending on every you know where they were playing at. Some of them went out of states and things like that. Uh, so obviously, the protocols are quite a bit different uh, for that. But kids, a lot of kids had opportunities to do some things, and some of them did take some good advantages of those things.
0: Now, coach, uh, that said, you know, with obviously it being a different offseason than in the past, when you rolled out the balls for the first time at practice on Monday, uh, what kind of basketball shape were your girls in?
2: uh you know i thought it was pretty good actually um like i said some of the girls have been doing a pretty good job training on their own we haven't been able to do our normal stuff that we would have done in the summer but a lot of them have been doing the weightlifting and have been doing stuff with their clubs uh so uh yeah i i I thought it looked like a fairly normal uh you know beginning of the year type of thing um you know like i said we were pretty excited about some things obviously we had some key losses with some good senior class last year that are going to be hard to fill but uh Definitely a lot of positives that we saw yesterday.
0: So, uh, how do you approach this season? Obviously, is is last season? Did you put that th- put that thing to bed pretty quick? I mean, looking looking this year uh, to this new squad that you have every year, it's it's new. I mean, uh, expectations wise, uh, are they the same? Well, it's one of those things. Yeah. We're not really quite sure what the expectations, I guess, are
2: going to be. Uh, we don't have a conference season. Really not sure what tournaments are going to look like at the end of the year. Uh, right now, we're just looking at every day as an opportunity, whether we get to practice or whether we get to go someplace and play a game. Uh, we'll look at that as an opportunity uh,
0: for us to you know, possibly do something. So uh, that's kind of where we're at right now uh, as far as that. You know, it's kind of, you saw that in the fall season, too, once you saw football and volleyball, and you had a chance you know, to do it with golf as well. It is, you have you have to let the kids, and I think since they've seen this happen in the fall, it truly is, you know, coaches have always said, you know, take it one day at a time. You never know when, when that game is going to be your last, or that may be your last practice because of whatever factors, and that truly has proved a reality this year, hasn't it, for kids? So, you know, give it all, your all, because you don't know what tomorrow brings? Well, I think it's really hard for kids just because it's, definitely something
2: that they can't control and something that they certainly had, you know, that nobody really could have fathomed that would have happened something like this. So, uh, but yeah, I think that's the thing. Uh, you know, we got kids in a good senior class, a lot of those kids going off to play college basketball in the future. Uh, so they're hoping to have that last, you know, great experience in high school and these young kids, you know, they're not really necessarily sure what high school would look like, and uh, this is definitely different than what they were probably expecting as well.
0: Well, coach, looking at your roster, do you have six returners on the varsity? It looks like six newcomers uh, that that look to carve out some playing time somewhere.
2: Yeah, we're excited for our group this year. We got uh, you know five seniors back this year with Maddie Wilkie, Natalie Jens, Paige Hodgson, and Avery Stonewall. And Paige We've played a lot of basketball, won a lot of basketball. Uh, we're part of our teams, you know, upcoming the last few years, so we definitely have the state experience and a lot of you know, quality games. You know, they were all, all the five of those kids went down to Florida. You had Kylie Whitnabel in the mix, who was a player in our rotation last year as a sophomore. We have three good sophomores that we're adding to the mix this year. Maddie Kinsey, a good guard. The Striker, a good guard. Carly Lappin, a good small forward type of player. And then three freshmen who are really athletic and have great length. Uh, Gabby Wilkie, who's kind of like a 3-4 player. Annie Salatow, who can play one through three. And then Riley Zarnicki, who's like a 3-4 uh, so we love our length this year. We love our athleticism. We love our enthusiasm. Uh, we love our competitiveness. Um, a lot of good things that we're looking at with this group right now.
0: I know it's still early, but can I can you can you kind of get a get a feel for what this mo the mo of this year squad is going to be? I mean, strengths and uh, you mentioned being long and such, but uh, is it still we, too early? Yeah. No, it's, we kind of have an idea. We got to get better
2: defensively. Obviously, when you lose a player of Jada Donaldson's, uh, you know, capabilities which she did for us defensively during her four years. I mean. That's going to be extremely difficult to replace, but our length is something that is something that I a unique experience for me as a coach. Uh, when I have every kid on the team except for one who look, who's taller than me, uh, I think that says a lot about the kind of length that we have with the team this year.
0: Does that mean you're going to maybe try some different things defensively with a with team with that kind of length? Yes. You will. You will just leave it at yes, It will, right? No, because I always remember, like, the, Oshko- yeah. the uh, on the boys' side, the Oshkosh West teams of the early 2000s. I used to sit in a 1 3 1 with his extreme length, and Oshkosh North was the same way for a while, and teams just got smothered. It will, hopefully, yes. <laughs> I, I agree. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, obviously that's something we're hoping that we could do some
2: changes in defense this year. Times We started implementing some of that even later last year, and there's a couple other things that you watch uh, that possibly could work for us as well. So we're we're interested to start trying those things, and uh, we'll be doing some of those things in practice this week and hopefully getting a good look at
0: those you things. Know, coach, it's the, you know, talking about games and such. Obviously, you want to be able to get your games in, but it, it's one of those things where we've seen it in the fall. Uh, games kind of are very fluid, even this time a year now teams are try, trying to figure out in school districts uh, what exactly they can do is that kind of a frustrating thing not not being able to uh have a schedule secured and you may not be able to do it you know, unless you do it week to week here as the year goes along
2: yeah absolutely that's uh right now i would say since last friday we've lost five games uh for different reasons and uh it's just one of those things that you know look like we had a pretty full schedule and then things just start happening uh that it doesn't quite work out for whatever reason so uh we're going to try to get games in when we can. It's one of those things you're kind of maybe going to be looking, hey, who needs a game this week? And uh, maybe find a team to play that week. Uh, it, it's, it's tough right now from the standpoint of our conference. We have a lot of teams that are not participating right now. Some may be participating second half of the year so to find those teams, so those teams are kind of out and then finding other teams who our conferences are playing. So they're not going to be able to play on those dates and then possibly finding some other teams that really just don't want to play us uh, because of our size of our school or because of our success in the past. So that's, uh, it, it's been a little challenge right now. You know, hopefully we'll be able to find as many games as we can. Uh, they have a, a great season. And like I said, we're just looking at every opportunity we get. as a special night and uh, make the most of it.
0: And, you know, we, we had talked a little bit, coach, They. the, uh the way that the, the alternate spring season goes for the fall sports now realistically you only have till the end of january early february to get a full basketball schedule in because they want to have the the girls tournament if they can pull it off done done before before march i think Yeah,
2: it's um, you know it's a season that we probably because basketball season is always a pretty long season. It's always a season that we probably said, hey, this would be great if we kind of you know shortened things a little bit uh, because sometimes the basketball season does get to be a little bit long for times. Uh, Unfortunately, this year just because so many teams are not playing, and I don't think necessarily they thought that was what was going to happen when they went to this. Uh, but it's really going to be tough, especially maybe some teams that come back late. They're going to have like a three, four-week season to, before they get back in. Uh, but who knows? Things may get adjusted, too. It's one of those things we really don't know uh, where everything's going to go. And, you know, it's possibility even that. end. who knows that they may push that back for whatever reason. So it's such a fluid situation right now that things are changing all the time. Uh, so I think it's just one of those things, just uh, take advantage of whatever you can and uh, and uh, enjoy what you can and uh, be able to adjust when when, uh, when you have to.
0: Coach, you're still the three-time defending state champions, though. You'd like to be able to uh, to get that unprecedented fourth uh, gold ball in the trophy case at some point if all things go your way? Well, yeah, there'll be a lot of discussion in a lot of ways,
2: I'm sure, either way uh, as far as that goes because we thought we had a pretty special team last year, too, and uh, we're there. So we, we certainly believe that and how people will look at this uh, and I think that's one of those things. We'll let all the other people out there kind of have that debate about that. All I know is we've had some great basketball players come through the school here. Some great uh, support from parents. Uh, some of what I believe the best teams in the state history have come from Beaver Dam, uh, and just you know, great coaches to work with us and uh, community support that's been outstanding. So all I know is that this run has been amazing. Uh, we would have been able to do it with uh, all the people out there that have really helped us along the way, but we surely have had special group of kids that have come through uh, that hopefully will continue this year in that way.
0: Coach, is your high school staff uh, stayed pretty, pretty consistent here? Do you have any new faces uh, helping out this no, year?
2: No, that's a little bit different. Just kind of with everything going on, everything will be in staff and house this year. So Allie Wilkie and Dan Hallman and Mitch Allen will kind of be our staff. Uh, so, unfortunately, we got a couple coaches that uh, won't be able to help the shooters because they're not on staff that have been with us for a long time. Uh, we certainly hope we can get them back in the future because they have been great to our program. Uh, Sam Panetti and Corey Frankie both have been tremendous basketball assets to uh, the Beaver Dam Girls basketball program. So, we're certainly hoping to get them back a, as soon as we can.
0: Numbers-wise, Coach, where are you at in your lower levels?
2: We're at 23. Usually, we keep about that 24. Uh, is usually what we're at. So um, that's what we kind of like. Uh, You know, a lot of people kind of like, well, you don't have the third team. Uh, And I know this is hard for people to understand. I think a big reason is because of the way our youth program was developed and that a lot of times people come a little bit later to it and kind of look at the success our teams have had and what our kids can all do. And I think they look at it and just like, yeah, that looks really they're way ahead of me in there kind of back away from that maybe a little bit. Uh, so I think that's been hard with our numbers. So we're pretty happy, though, I would say, with, you know, if we can get in those low 20, mid-20 20 numbers, they to have two solid teams always. I feel pretty good about that uh, as a program that we can keep that.
0: Well, Coach, Tim Chase, you know, as we record this on Tuesday afternoon, you're scheduled to open up the season on uh, the 24th. Is that next uh, Tuesday at Portage? Yeah, that's what we're hoping. Hopefully everything goes uh the plan, and we're able to get over there and uh,
2: start playing some ball this year.
0: Have you anticipated what it's going to be like playing games with like no fans or, or very few fans in in arenas and such? I think you know it's one of those things. It's we our
2: kids play a lot of ball. I mean, we've played a lot of games during summer leagues and in the past years. Or gone to college, uh, you know, campuses to play in team camps and things like that. And maybe there's a few people there but the crowds are pretty minimal. So it's one of those things. It's not a situation that our kids are not used to at all. So uh, I think they all have that feeling. And and more than anything, when you're out on the court – you you look at I when we always say like even when we go to like a venue like the state tournament look around once take a big look at everything take it all in during warm ups and then after that you're locked in on the court. I'm sure that's how it's going to be this year for us as well. Uh, when it comes down to it it's
0: it's the minutes that you put on the court that you're going to remember more than anything. Well coach Tim Chase head coach of the three-time defending state champion Beaverdam girls basketball team, appreciate the time here and good luck this season. Yep, yeah, thanks, Wade
3: Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question, being a teenager is tough. And what do Wisconsin's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We We play! play! (laughs) Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of fun. That's right. (laughs) Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future. This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association.
0: And right now, let's talk a little high school bowling as we're going to bring in Beaver Dam, a bowling coach, Mike Monheim, who's, uh, I guess, Beaver Dam kegler got their season going the uh, last couple of weeks and had a match on Sunday. Coach, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good, way. Thanks for asking. Hey, before we, uh, before we kind of talk uh, deeper into, into your team this year, just uh, what was it like, uh, you know, obviously with every other athletic competition that's going on, uncertainty, uh, how difficult was it getting this season going, and w- where's the program at right now? Yeah, it was. We uh, took a lot of a lot of different
1: planning, so, so to say, versus other years. But uh, we've changed our our uh, the way we've run it a couple of different times now. Um, we started yesterday with our first with our first match, and all the all the the teams in our in our district district six are bowling in their home centers and comparing scores with their opponents. Um, off-site, So, so it's a little bit, a little bit different landscape this year with not being able to see, um, how your opponent's doing at that time, uh, makes it a little, little difficult to, to manage a team and manage a game as far as substitutions go, um, on my side or on, on all coaches side, um, as far as, is, you know, when, when to implement changes or, or sub some different kids in, um, it was a little easier to do when you could see the score of your opponent. Now, now you're almost kind of shooting. Hey, I gotta, I gotta get the best score possible, and and, and, and it changes the dynamics a little bit of, of how I manage the team. But uh, um, all I can say is at least we're bowling. I'm happy about that.
0: Hey, can you kind of talk about it if somebody's not familiar? You mentioned substitutions and swapping, uh, you know, bowlers out and things like that. What, how, how does, how does a, in a normal year, how does a bowling, a competitive bowling meet run?
1: So we bowl, we bowl Baker style games, which, which means the team, the team bowls one game. Um, So we have right now, like our boys team has our boys team has seven, seven members. Um, We can only bowl five at once. So the first bowler is going to bowl the first frame and the sixth frame and the second bowler is going to bowl the second frame and the seventh frame and so on. Um, So I can sub those bowlers out each game. I can sub um, and, the bowler that bowls one, if if I want to sub somebody in in the sixth frame for him, I can. Once I pull a bowler, they can't come back in. So they bowl one game and they get one score, and that score goes against goes against your opponents. And if and if, if your score beats your opponents, you get you get one point. Um, so we do a do a best out of a best out of nine game match. So you have to win you have to win five games head to head in order to win the match point. So when when I talk about substitutions. A lot of times, what I, what I'll do in in the tenth frame um, after the first, you know, if, if, if my number five bowler gets gets a, the, a strike in the first first ball at tenth frame, whether or not we've already won that match or won that game or or lost that game, I would I would potentially sub in somebody else um, to get some reps or to to uh, see how you know see the lanes if they haven't bowled in a while, um, just to get it, get get them some lane time, and if I want to. Sub him in that next game, it'll, it'll get, you know, kind of get them loosened up for that next game. Um, but right now w- without being able to see your opponent score, you know, after, after my ankle bowler strikes the first ball in the first frame, I don't know where I'm sitting. I, I, you know, a lot of times I may just want to keep, keep him going and keep him striking. So versus, versus subbing him in, if, you know, if I could, if I've already won or lost that game.
0: Sure. What, what types of, what teams are in your region? Who, who do you see like in your quote conference or however, however it's, however it's determined in bowling? So, so our district, District Six, is is uh,
1: uh, there's us, there's Watertown, uh, Fort Atkinson, Horicon has a team, Oakfield has boys and a girls team. I think Brownsville has a team, Lakeside Lutheran, uh, Luther Prep has those two schools have teams.
0: So, in a typical year, how many how many matches do you bowl, and, and when, when does your season run? Well, I guess it, it, so. We 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 typically we're, yesterday was our first
1: match, so we typically start. Um, we typically start in the first week in November, so we're a couple weeks late here. Um, and then we we run until until the state tournament in the first weekend in March is is when this, the the state tournament usually or is is always. Um, so, and in, in how many matches we have kind of depends on kind of depends on how many teams we have. So it, it changes from year to year as as seniors graduate. Um, sometimes. Sometimes schools will have enough for a girls and a boys team. Uh, other years they, they're not enough to, to to field both, so then they then they do a co coed team. So the number of matches really kind of determines on on the number of teams. Uh, this year we we have uh, uh, Luther Prep in our in our in our our district. They're a new team. One of the members actually co co-opted with us last year, um, but they created their new team this year. So there's an added team. So that. And we always like to go make sure everybody faces each other, so the dynamics of that will change. Will change how many meets we have. So, but, but I think I think there's seven or eight on the schedule this year.
0: We're talking with Mike Monheim, talking uh, high school bowling here in Beaver Dam. Now, wh- where's where your home? Where's your home lane? Where do you play? Where do you play your home matches? Our, our home center's tower lanes here in Beaver Dam. Sure. And uh, are there any different safety protocols that you have to take care of when it comes to, to high school bowling compared to the years past? So. Right now, well, everybody. For starters, we're we're all in our home centers right
1: now, so we're not we're not competing against um, uh, any or or traveling and and having multiple schools in the same in the same center. um, That'll help with with kids on the lanes, and as well as parents and spectators and in the backdrop um we've also you know we've implement, implemented uh mask wearing so we're all wearing masks um they can take their masks off when they make when they make their shot but once once they're off the off the approach they have to they have to be wearing their mask um when we do start to travel and compete against other schools in the same house we will we will limit uh limit one team per, per pair so um Prior years, we would we would compete in the same pair of lanes as as your opponent. The opponent would be on the left lane; you'd be on the right lane. You'd go and go would be going head to head that way. This year, um the teams will, will be on one pair of lanes, and there'll, there'll be a, a, a um, lanes in between each each team. So uh, there are pair of lanes in between each team. So some of the smaller centers, some of the eight late eight lane centers, are only going to have two teams there. So we're gonna. Um, that's another challenge this year because we're going to have to utilize more centers versus versus just one or two uh, typically um, on on a Sunday. Now we're going to be spread out three, sometimes four different centers um, to to accommodate for the the uh, pair of lanes in between each each team. So, well,
0: coach, uh, let's talk about the kids on your roster. Let's start with the girls' side. Can you kind of talk about the bowlers and, and where they're from? So we've got we've got a couple of new bowlers, but they're all we've got six
1: girls on the team. They're all from Beaverdam High School. Um, we've got a we, we've got a couple that are returning from from last year's last year's uh, state bound team, um, but we did have we, five girls graduate last year, um, so they they were a bit of a dynasty the last four years uh, going to state, winning state two years ago, um, but now. Now we've uh, they've graduated, so we're, we're, we've got a kind of a new face. Like I said, we've got a couple we've got a couple returning members in in Sammy Radig and uh, Ray. Guy and uh, those were two members uh, of the team the last couple of years. Um, but we do have we do have a couple new members, brand new members to to the team um, in in Megan Sutton and Elise Mangan. Um, so so we're looking we're looking to bring those bring those and develop those new players along, and and still still looking to uh, to win the girls' side of the. the 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 district um for sure i think we definitely have a strong enough team to 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 uh win the district and 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 go back to state again how about
0: about the boys side can kind of talk about your boys roster this season and what you look for from them um well the boys boys are very very strong this year i'm
1: i'm really i'm really excited for this season uh with them we we fell the state tournament the last last few years um it's a little, little difficult. Uh, there's a big rivalry between us and Watertown. We are the only two Division One teams in uh, in in our district. So essentially, we have to beat them in order to go to state. Uh, we fell short uh, the last few years. They've had a couple seniors graduate. Um, we've had we've had some some guys step up and and really and, and really uh, work really hard to to improve their game a little bit. And and I'm I'm really really excited. Um, and I'm really hopeful, and and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna shoot to win. We're gonna shoot to win District Six,
0: and 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 move on to state. Hey, coach, uh, you know what's what's the status of youth bowling in, in the in the city of Beaver Dam and in the region as well? Uh, people want to get their kids involved. Uh, how do they do it? You know, as you try to you know you know get youth programs and, and, and get more enrollment and get more kids involved in bowling in general. So right now,
1: right now the 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 youth leagues are are on standby. Um, they're having a, a bit of a, a coaching issue as far as how many coaches are are interested and willing to to uh um coach the leagues with uh, everything so we're hopefully hopefully going to get that up running um sometime i am I'm, I'm not exactly sure um i'm not much involved with the the youth league program um but if you know it, certainly if you have a if you 're a middle school or high school bowler we you know i you can Get a hold of me, and you can join. we'll take members. Uh, we'll take members for for the high school and middle school teams. Middle school travel program won't start till after first of the year. I um, the competition for middle school doesn't start until after the high school state tournament in, in March. But we'll start practicing earlier than that, and run that program as well. So if you have any middle middle school or high school bowlers that are interested in in competing. You know, certainly, certainly, you can, you can pop out to Tower Lanes, and 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 they can they can g- connect you with me, and, and you know, certainly we'll uh, we'll take any team members we can get. Um, I mean, if we can have uh, right now, right now this year, my JV team, I do have a JV team, but it's basically our middle school team. Um, so if I could get a JV team that 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 had uh, um, had high school members, you know, that would be that would be great. That'd be fantastic. So um, we can have more than one team. Um, one of them, you know, like I said, you can have like more 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 than one JV team, um, one varsity team. But I, you know, so I will take take members. You get a hold of me, you get a hold of the Tower Lanes, and and if they want to bowl, let's let's get them bowling.
0: Well, Coach, we're going to get do our best to get all your results and stuff, and kind of promote what your bowling team is doing at DailyDodge.com dot com in the sports tab. But is there anywhere else? Do you have a Facebook page or any other way that people can find out and follow the Beaverdam Bowlers? So we have a we have a, a district page. It's W-I-H-S
1: Bowl Club dot com and there you can follow there you can follow the the standings for all the districts in the state um, if you want to see how we're doing you just click on district six it'll take you to the standings there and it'll show you you, you can look up individually wise um and and team wise um individually so the, these kids have an opportunity to go to state as a team or individual and and they make state individually by a fill percentage which is the number of spares and strikes, filling frames versus opens. Um, so the top, the top bowlers, depending on how many bowlers we have, girls and boys, you get the top fill percentages that go on that qualifies for the state tournament for, for individual statistics as well. So you can, you can see that on, that on that WHIS Bowl Club. Website um, by tracking the individual bowlers, boys and girls, and as well as the boys and girls
0: teams. I just want to mention it's not just Beaver High School kids that are on this team. You you've had kids from other 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 districts uh, in the area that, that take part on the team, right? Yeah. So any any team can co-op. Um, there's some there's some different rules um, w-
1: with it. The, the biggest rule being being having uh, less than seven members. If you have six six or less members on your on your team from your specific high school you can you can grab kids from from other high schools so this year we have our boys team has, has six members six members from Beaverdam high school so i was able to co-op with uh with randolph and and grab caleb jacobson he's he's a freshman this year and he's bold he's bold with me in my middle school program the last three years um and has been a member but a member of the youth leagues in in beaver Dam. so it was it was great to be able to 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 add him to to our roster um So we'll uh, uh, you can do that, you know, and we've done that in the past too, like I said, with the, with the Luther prep last year, we had a gentleman from, from Luther bowl with us last year as well. So, as long as you have less than seven, you can you can get kids from other schools.
0: You know, coach. I do some work for Marion University, and they've just added men's and women's bowling, and that's one of the things that's really grown in, in our region over the last you know five years or so. Is, is you know kids who are bowlers in high school, there's becoming more and more opportunities, isn't there, to continue on bowling in in like NCAA bowling or club bowling at the college level absolutely
1: um there's there's lots of opportunities uh in midwest the midwest wisconsin is is a hot spot for bowling there's a lot of lot of good stuff that comes out of that comes out of this region uh, versus versus other regions and and it's, but yeah there's there's lots of opportunities lots of lots of scholarships uh, you know to for bowling programs in in college um some of the top college programs are, are, are fairly difficult to get into. You have to be really really good. But there's a lot of there's a lot of you know Division two, II, Division three schools, or or schools with newer programs that uh, that you can get into fairly easily and find some scholarship dollars available.
0: Well, coach, uh, what, what, what's the you know, we live day by day in, the, in this world that we're in right now. But when's the next match on your schedule for Beaver Dam Bowling? So the next match we're scheduled is
1: on Sunday after Thanksgiving, so the 29th here. So two weeks, two weeks from yesterday. Um, right now, I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll travel to to uh, to the center that the centers that we're supposed to be bowling in it. But I'm but I'm kind of doubtful. So I'm, I'm guessing we'll be back in house at Towerlands on the 29th. Um, in bowling remotely versus versus our opponents in, in their home centers.
0: Well, Mike Monheim, I appreciate the time you've given us uh, kind of talking about highlighting the young men and women that are taking part in high school bowling here in Beaver Dam. Thanks for the time mm-hmm. and look forward to following your team as the season goes along. All right, great. Thanks, Wade. I appreciate it. Have a good day.
3: High school sports are as American as apple pie. And going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Wisconsin knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, chances are you'd look good in stripes too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Wisconsin needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com.
0: That's going to do it for this edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. My name is Wade Bates. Thank you so much for taking a listen today. We really appreciate Tim Chase for giving us some time. The head girls basketball coach at Beaverdam High School and the high school bowling coach in Beaverdam, Mike Monheim talking about the boys and girls season as they get things going here in 2020. Again, don't forget to subscribe to the program at your favorite podcasting site. Also, follow on Twitter at SCW Prep Report and give us a like on Facebook. Coming up on Saturday we'll have another edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. I know for sure we're going to talk little high school boys hockey with uh, Doug Kraft, the new coach over at Beaver Dam High School. That, and we'll see if we can find a few more things as well. Till Saturday, have yourself a great week. Stay safe. This has been the South Central Wisconsin Prep Report.